Most important part is that if you are regularly posting about these are our core values, you need to do it because people right now are calling those businesses out and they're leaving them very quickly mm-hmm. if they are not doing what they say. Three, two, one, zero. Lift off. We have a lift off. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you do marketing differently, right? Yeah. Oh, hey, that's Lauren Lewis. It's me. Yeah. And we're back with another awesome solo episode uh, that we're going to dive into some really cool stuff. So basically 2020, right? What are we looking out for? What are the marketing trends? What's going to be happening right now? And uh, we're very excited to jump into all of that. Are you excited, Lauren? I am. I am looking forward to the new year. It's always exciting, but it's good to also be prepared for what's coming. Yes, Absolutely. And uh, we're here to give you all of that information so that way you don't have to go out and search a bunch of places. You can get it all right here. And we're excited to jump into that. But before we do, what do we uh, what do we start off with here, Lauren? We always start our episodes off with what are you obsessed with this week? So yes. Brian, what are you obsessed with as you drink some coffee? As I drink coffee, because I'm obsessed with this awesome mug that yeah. Lauren and Lane got for me. For Christmas this year, uh, it is Onyx branded with the new stuff. Shout out to Jeremy Teff. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, uh, John Allen over at Onyx and Andrea over at Onyx. Uh, but this is a fellow mug, so you can hear it on the podcast. Oh, I hope that's not too loud. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Um, but if uh, yeah, if you're listening on the podcast, we also do a recording of this, and so you need to check out the video recording mm-hmm. to see this awesome mug. Uh, but it is small. It is compact. Do you want to give some of the features about it, Lauren? I, you're doing a great Thanks. job. Keep going. Thanks. <laughs> well, you can uh, basically tighten this thing up. It's like a insulated mug, uh, but it's made for travel. So you can toss it in your bag, spill proof, so you don't have to worry about any coffee leaking out. And uh, to be honest with you, I mean, it's later in the day. Yeah. Here and I filled this up this morning very early and it's still warm. That's awesome. I'm yeah. really glad. Lauren's <laughs> <laughs> like, Phew, okay. Yeah, glad it worked. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Well, you know, um, some say that they do that and then they yeah, totally don't. Yeah. So, well, I'm sure however much this costed, yeah, uh, it should. <laughs> Hey, Onyx cost. never lets you down. It is true. It is true. And this is a fellow branded one. And so they're doing, actually, I was very excited about the new fellow uh, coffee grinder. That's an oh, electric yeah. grinder that's going to be right. kind of revolutionizing uh, the grinding world. There you go. I can say that. Anyway, Great. so, yeah, I'm very excited. Here it is. You guys can see it. And here it is, podcast listeners. Oh, gosh, please stop. listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to take this lid off, by the way. <laughs> anyway. So, Lauren, what are you obsessed with this week? All right. So, um, I obviously, this is when we are recording, this is around Christmas time. So, we've been mm-hmm. doing Christmas shopping. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I love to shop from local places. And for um, kind of like a, a smaller fun gift, I have been going to Markham and Fitz. Oh, yeah. And for those of you that may not be local or you have not explored Northwest Arkansas enough, um, Markham and Fitz are chocolate makers um, here local in Northwest Arkansas, and they are awesome. They've got really unique chocolate. It's really high quality. And one of the ones I purchased yesterday was, I'm going to say it wrong, Oola Lavender. Oola Lavender. Yeah, and it was one of their award-winning chocolates, and Mm. it was awesome. It was Really, really good. Um, and it wasn't overpowering. I absolutely loved it. And I was really excited to give it today, actually, because nice. yeah. I'm like, this is awesome chocolate. So if you have not checked out Markham and Fitz, you need to do it. Please do. And they've got a really cool space. Um, mm-hmm. They uh, they have a really cool story, too. So make sure you go. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you know the backstory, but they've got some pretty cool stuff. 
Um, my wife actually was friends with the, one of the co-founders. Oh, okay, so cool. So they, they went to college together. And so anyway, but they are doing some really cool stuff in the chocolate world. Absolutely. So, cool. Check them out. Check them out. All right. So that being said, let's move in. Let's dive in to the content today. Absolutely. Right? Let's do it. All right, Lauren, what do you got for us? Okay, so first off, we are going to be talking about social media trends that are coming for 2020. Um, obviously, they have not happened yet, so things can always change. Yeah. But we got some of these. Um, there's tons of reports out there, so you're going to find lots of things. Um, but we found some really cool um, reports from Hootsuite, particularly had a really great report that you can download. Um, and then Broadband Search, as well as Influencer Marketing Hub, um, had some great statistics that we're going to be sharing with you today. Um, we also encourage you to share with us where you find those statistics that help you um, kind of track social media trends. It's really important to stay on top of those because it is a rapidly changing market. Yes, absolutely. So we are really excited. So to start us off, Brian, yes. what are the most popular platforms and what do you need to know about them? Simple mm, question. Very simple. <laughs> very informative. So um, obviously, Facebook is reigning king yeah. still, which is okay. I mean, wait, how many billion users now? Three million? I know they had passed three million That's earlier this insane. year. Or three billion, I'm sorry, earlier this year. So it's kind of crazy. But I mean, it really is, I mean, as a worldwide platform, um, to reach the most amount of people that you can, Facebook is is still reigning king. So, um, but yeah, that's one of those uh, I think is very interesting to get into, and that's obviously why they purchase Instagram um, as well because getting in more to the photo community. But your target audience is obviously going to be a little bit different on each one. But Facebook is going to be more of your later millennials and mm -hmm. boomers and Gen Xers and those people. Um, but there's still a lot, of, a lot of younger people on Facebook as well, um, specifically around getting into like groups and stuff like that. But, sure. Yeah. Sure. One of the statistics we found was that Facebook reaches approximately 97% of people between the ages of 18 and 37. Good grief. Um, and each person spends more than a thousand minutes a month on the site. So it's a lot of time. Yeah, and I would. <laughs> do we have a mobile statistic in there? No, about uh, Facebook? but hey, no, that's okay. Hey, that's okay <laughs> because I mean the bulk of of users are using it on their mobile device, so as yeah. an application. So if you're posting content to Facebook, you definitely need to keep that in mind that this is more of a mobile audience than it is a desktop audience. Absolutely. So another platform to watch would be Instagram, um, which is still is highly popular, obviously. Um, as of June 2018, there were more than 1 billion users. Um, there's also somewhere 500 million daily active users, which wow. is pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, Instagram is obviously a, more of an image platform that um, does really well with still um, images, but we're also obviously seeing that video is coming like a roaring lion um, oh, throughout yeah, yeah. all platforms. Um, but one thing to keep in mind as a business is that um, the statistics say that 70% of people look up brands on Instagram um, and 60% of people find out new products on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, which uh, their business model has changed and they're heading into more of the e-commerce space too. Mm -hmm. They're making it easier for customers to buy um, things off of their platform, which is great if you're an mm -hmm. e-commerce business um, and you're just trying to obviously put your put your uh, product out there, making it easy to buy through Instagram is going to be ideal in 2020. Um, but then also, 
Um, with that, I mean, if you're a brand, you need to be there yep. because they're going to see whether or not you're engaging with the community, whether you're engaging with um, other customers. And I mean, I do that. I When I go to find somebody, I look them up on Instagram too. Yep. So um, more or less than Facebook, almost like Facebook, you're kind of expected to have a public page on Facebook. And if you don't, it's a little weird, but I'm not looking through your content when I'm on there, mm-hmm. right? I'm just looking for maybe some general information about sure. you, that type of thing. Uh, but Instagram shows whether or not you are engaged in social media. And if I can, if I have a problem, I can reach out to you through Instagram and I know I'll get an answer. So yeah, it's pretty big. Absolutely. Um, so one of the platforms we've been talking about a lot is LinkedIn. And it's typically right now, it's an up and coming platform that's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. People just have forgotten about it and think about it only when they're looking for a job. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really, as we're hearing from experts and um, a lot of other business owners, that is not good. Like you should be active. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's changing more into a content platform, which is, uh, I think, I mean, they have been very intentional about that over the past um, really year and a half Mm -hmm. uh, because now obviously they're launching live video. It's not available for every user. So you do have to apply for that. Um, But they're definitely moving into that direction and they've waited to see everybody else do live video to see Mm -hmm. what the pitfalls were, what the problems were uh, because they are more of a, a business platform, um, but it has moved from that, you know, I go there to get a job or this is my online resume into this is a content producing place. And it's, I, as Gary Vee says, it's like Facebook um, in 2011. It's just kind of a wild, wild west right now mm-hmm. that you can get crazy engagement. You can get seen by a lot of people. Honestly, just by commenting on a post or liking yep. something, it will pop up that, oh, hey, Brian Fitton like this and or whoever it is. It's kind of crazy the amount of push that they're trying to do with um, LinkedIn and the and the actual content engagement. So it's pretty cool. I think what's also interesting is the demographic is really different from other platforms. I mean, each platform is going to obviously have its its particular demographic. But um, one of the statistics for 2019 showed that 45 percent of people earn more than 75k a year using LinkedIn. Hmm. Wow. So yeah. it's kind of just crazy that there's there's all these interesting demographics going with it, um, and you'll find a lot more. Um, higher education levels on LinkedIn as well. Um, So it kind of helps key in that audience if that's what you're looking for. LinkedIn is the platform for you. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So some of the other ones um, that we're seeing, and we'll talk about TikTok a little bit later, but Snapchat, is that one still around? It is, yeah. (laughs) Um, Snapchat, they, this is my own personal opinion. This is not something we've seen, but I feel like it's going down the MySpace route. Mm, like yeah. it feels like MySpace. So there's so much on it. I get on there just to stay relevant, and it's more of a like me viewing, not necessarily me participating in. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still a lot of people that use Snapchat, but most of the time they're repurposing it for other platforms. So Snapchat has done great with uh, filters and you know mm-hmm. stickers and all kinds of different things like that. Uh, but most of the time, people are <laughs> screenshotting that or saving that video and then po- posting it on Instagram. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it is relevant, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think 2020 is going to look like for Snapchat? I, I have to agree with you. I think it's, it's, it's kind of going down. Um, it is interesting that 47% of us teens think Snapchat is better than Facebook. Um, so it's definitely for a younger audience oh, yeah, that yeah. really enjoy it. And that's kind of its design in some ways. Um, but yeah, I, I think 2020, it's going to be a rough year for Snapchat. Yeah. And it had the potential. There was a lot of potential going mm-hmm. into 2019. A lot of people were still talking about it, but uh, I think TikTok has started to, because TikTok is simple. 
Right. And anytime you can stay simple and your design is simple and it's easy to interact with, like you're going to win every single time. Sure. So. Absolutely. So one platform that is not going down in flames would be YouTube. So tell yeah. us a little bit about YouTube. YouTube is, it's one of those platforms that is a completely different beast, right? Um, it is not, I don't think it, it's not a social feed. It's not something that's comparable to like any of the Instagram, TikToks, the mm-hmm. LinkedIn, any of that. Um, but the amount of engagement that happens in YouTube yep. is crazy. And so um, it definitely has its own own place. I will say this though, don't just, and this is me talking to us as well, don't just have this as a place to hold your content and that's yeah, it. Like true. get on there, engage with people. But also it is the second largest search engine. So Google is the first and then it owns YouTube. And so if you want to get into even advertising, which we're not going to talk a lot about ads right now, um, but I would highly, highly recommend that you find out what people are searching for because at that point, you can actually do a pre-roll ad on any of the videos you're watching. Um, So there's a lot of targeting that you can do to really help you get in front of the people who are already searching for your product, which is phenomenal, by the way. It's amazing. So, but yeah, do not, do not, uh, Uh, forget about YouTube. I will say this, uh, watch time is huge. So you want to make sure that you pay attention to that when you're uploading a video. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've gone to more, we still have long form content, right? But then also breaking it down into shorter clips. So that way it can kind of get your watch time up there. And then also there are tons of tools out there like TubeBuddy that you can actually go through and see what is trending and where you can kind of fit the amount of videos that are related to that topic. Um, And then you can find your niche right in there too, to have a compelling title that people are searching for that you can actually get into um, to have people watch your video and get in front of that audience too so dang Brian <laughs> <laughs> sorry I was we can just did cut not, right there <laughs> did not intend to go into all of that um, but I love YouTube and it is I feel like it's separating itself from the rest of the pack which is fantastic I yeah. mean I think it should and and it's its own entity and it's fan uh, fantastic so, anyway Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. So we're going to transition into looking at what trends are actually coming forward in this next year. Um, so one that is everyone's talking about mm-hmm. is TikTok. As you take drink, is everybody t- talking about? <laughs> um, it is. Are, um, yeah, and so yeah. I think it's interesting because um, people tend to panic like they're missing out. Yeah. Um, this is a, a little FOMO. A little, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And it's a brand new platform. Um, so what can you shed light on for TikTok? Yeah, so TikTok. Um, it's one of those that I did not want to get involved in. Right, um, right. But it is definitely, like Lauren said, it's one of those that you kind of have a FOMO if you're not involved in it and getting getting engaged with it. But there is a very different algorithm with TikTok, and you need to understand this algorithm. Um, it is obviously very organic, and so, but it is based off of um, you as a person and what you're going to engage with. So, it will build you a profile and show you there's a for you page. So it's similar to a, a feed, mm-hmm. right? It's like customized, very curated content for you. So somewhat of what Instagram does, but at a hyper organic level. And so what you need to do, essentially, you start a TikTok account, scroll through, find the videos. You can search for people and find those people, follow those people, watch those videos. Um, and you'll notice that your for you page will start to develop for mm-hmm. your interest and the people that you're following and the videos that you're watching or rewatching or rewatching. Um, but uh, also for business owners, you guys have to understand like if you could go back 10 years and Lane, I'm, I'm not going to 
Uh, maybe it was Lane. It was Lane this morning. He said this. He's like, if you could go back 10 years and start a YouTube account, um, would you do that right now? Mm. Like, absolutely, I would, right? Um, Because it's one of those things that I think that TikTok is going to be that. And I think that's where if you're you're in the business, especially targeting maybe even, you know, that that college age or so, or even just even high school, Mm -hmm. like if you have a product for them, I would definitely get involved in that because the organic reach is crazy for TikTok right now. So... You don't have to go crazy. You don't have to do stupid videos. Um, it will help you obviously be relevant on that platform. Mm-hmm. But just like with every single platform, bring value, yeah. right? Yeah. Because that that's the key. And so um, I will say this. Before you start posting, this is just a little side thing because, yeah. So you need to make sure, especially with the algorithm, that you are posting five videos, because out of those five videos, TikTok will see what people are engaging with on your content. And that, that will give them a true um, understanding of your profile. And it will be able to put you in front of um, your target audience. And so when you're doing that, make sure that you post those five videos. So don't do one and then stop. You need to do one almost every single day mm-hmm. or every 48 hours. Because a- after that time, they're going to build out. The algorithm is going to understand who you are and what you're presenting. And it will let you know what people to get in front of. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> have we talked about that? I don't think yes, you and I. We, okay, yes, we did. Have. Okay, okay. I just love watching you go after YouTube and then TikTok. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> okay. Well, <I'm> done. <laughs> so something Here's to take note of, um, that Hootsuite actually talked about was, well, one, like you're saying, people are spending an incredible amount of time, about an average of 46 minutes per day consuming videos, which yeah, is actually okay. really high. Yeah. Um, and then, but also to think that 69% of TikTok users are between 16 and 24 years old. So it's a young audience. Mm-hmm. And 60% of those users reside in China. So that it's not a completely global platform. Yeah, yeah. So to understand, like, you know, they're like, I got to get on it now. It's like, yes, you need to be watching this. But it is not all over the world just yeah, yet. Yeah, true. So, and they did experience their first slowdown this quarter. Oh, wow. Um, so they, have, they do have a pretty high, what's that rate called when you download an app? And you delete it. Burn rate. Burn rate. Yeah. Um, so something. Or bounce rate. Either one. I don't think it's bounce rate. No. Bounce maybe website. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. um, it's definitely something to watch. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think more and more, I mean, the U.S. is talking about it. The people who are kind of predicting um, some of the things, obviously, for 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary Vee is big on I'm a big Gary Vee fan, obviously. But um, Gary Vee is big on it, too, uh, as like that's where attention is going. And so um, even if you don't think that your audience is there, I mean, that 18 mm-hmm. to 24 range, right? Yep. Um, even if you don't think your audience is there, I would still be putting content. Yep. Because when your audience does get there, you want to be well-established uh, on that platform. So. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So another thing um, that we want to talk about, if I can say the word. Do it. Do it. Just jump in, Lauren. (laughs) Ephemeral? Ephemeral, yeah. Ephemeral content. Yes. This is a word I've learned today, uh, which is uh, content that has only a certain life, um, so maybe 24 hours, like a story. Mm -hmm. Um, We've seen these with Snapchat and then with stories, and there's a lot of content. Um, They're saying that this is going to be something that's going to take off even more than it is right now, which is crazy because it's so wildly popular to think about it being even more. I I struggle to think what that's like. Um, But it's just because mobile users are so, um, they have such a small attention rate that these stories help with that. Um, And they want to consume content very, very quickly. And stories give them that power. And so they're saying more and more, you need to be using stories. If you are a brand and you are not using stories, you are missing out on a very large audience. Yeah. And I 
And I completely agree with that. And I will use an example from today, like today this actually happened. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, her grandmother passed away. And so she posted a picture in stories Mm -hmm. um, and essentially like stories is where it lived. And um, in that moment, I was able to respond immediately to that in a very personal way of saying, hey, you know, I'm so sorry to hear about this. You guys need anything? You're your husband. Are you guys okay? Is everything good? Um, and I know from that experience, just even her responding to me, it felt more genuine, that mm-hmm. connection, because it was a private message. Sure. It wasn't a public message. And it was one of those things that, um, you know, everybody can comment on a post or, mm-hmm. hey, I'm so sorry to hear about that and whatever else. But there was way more of a connection with sure. her in that moment because it was a private message. And in stories, it's just so much easier to do that. Right. Right. And so I almost, I saw later on, like she had a public post about it and I didn't even comment on that mm-hmm. um, because it felt like a little more work. And there's also like me reading through the comments. I'm like, I don't want to say the same thing. I don't want it to be, you know, but I didn't feel that pressure when it was in stories. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great example. Yeah. That was not obviously not intended, but for this episode. But sure. The fact that, I mean, it really is, and I can see how in 2020, stories are going to be a huge part mm-hmm. of our everyday interaction with each other and trying to find that connection, um, I think is going to be huge. Sure. So. No. So, post stories. Yes, absolutely. Do it. Yeah. And respond to people. If they DM you, respond to them. Don't just like their comment. Like, start to engage with them because sure. that's awesome. Sure. Okay, so one that seems obvious, but it's not, um, is that video continues to be king. And I have awesome quote from this. Yes, we love quotes. Yes, we do like quotes. Okay, if I can find it. Um, okay, so according to a Cisco study, by 2022, 82% of all online content will be video content. This clearly shows how important it is to start utilizing video content to stay relevant in the social media domain. If you're not currently creating videos, it's time that you include it in your content strategy. In the near future, videos will dominate social media, and anyone who doesn't realize that will have a very tough time. So what was the number again? 82% of all online content by 2022 will be video content. It's literally in two years. I know. 80%. And if you don't know how to take a video, (laughs) you're in trouble. Right. Um, Yeah, no, obviously we are big on video around here Mm -hmm. um, and audio. And so it is one of those things that I, I, uh, I I mean, it's already happening. Most of the brands I interact with, like I will sit and watch their video. I will sit and watch videos all day long. Um, You have a picture. I'll see that. That's nice. I'll move on. The video keeps me engaged, more likely to comment on that kind of stuff. I mean, it just, it definitely depends on, the platform, sure. obviously TikTok, that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. video. Yeah. Um, Instagram did a, and I'm so thankful they did this, um, but re basically relaunched IGTV mm-hmm. um, to where it's in-feed type situation. And then I'm finding myself more and more scrolling through the feed, seeing a video, and then seeing the IGTV icon and sure. just hitting watch, watching IGTV. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a lot easier to do. And so um, it is one of those that I, I, I mean, yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. It is, it's going to, I mean, it's already happening. Sure. I mean, I think it's important also to understand that the the video that people are looking for, I think traditionally was this polished, perfectly edited video. And that's not what people are consuming. It's just the raw, authentic, behind the scenes for brands specifically that people are really engaged in. Um, or a simple video of you explaining something you're excited about, um, what's going on in your company, your values, all those things. I mean, that's, it's huge and it's really important that you start doing that and overcoming whatever anxiety it is that's keeping you from the camera. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, and there's all kinds of resources out there to help out with that. And if you're not, if you're not somebody who is, you don't have to be natural in front of the camera, but it shouldn't cause you crazy anxiety mm-hmm. to get in front of the camera. Um, it does need to be one of those things that you can um, work on that, or even find somebody in your business who has that kind of natural personality, and then work on those skills too. So sure. it does take a lot. I mean, it does. Yeah. It's no, it's work. Yeah, absolutely. But do the work to make sure you uh, obviously get that return. Yeah. Speaking of return, one great way that we're seeing another trend is doing the work to set up a messenger bot. You love bots. Tell us why. I do. I do. I've kind of dropped off a little bit on the bots. (laughs) Maybe I went over the top a little bit too much. (laughs) Um, I just loved the making it a very human interaction. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think even if you're doing a basic, simple setup, like I as a consumer, and I'm using my own personal experiences, I would much rather interact with a bot to schedule out my haircut, to schedule out my doctor's appointment, to schedule out everything. I'd much rather it be in a platform I'm already in, Mm which is Facebook Messenger or even on your website. Like I I saw even some resources like there there are bots around everywhere that will be able to interact with you and make take that barrier of entry down for your customers. Don't put on there, call me. And that's the only option. Mm -hmm. Like have an option for text messages, have an option for email, have an option for whatever it is. um, Because you're going to obviously your customer, you don't know what they're going to be able to interact with or what they enjoy interacting with. But a bot is one of those options that will make it so much easier for them. Mm -hmm. There's a little work up front, but there are so many different free services out there that you can use. um, Sure to make it easier for your customer to do business with you. I mean, there's a place, there's a hair salon I go to, and the only reason I go to, it's much more expensive than the average one that I would go to. It's because I can schedule my appointment online. Mm. That's it. That's the only reason I, I go. I mean, they're great. I mean, well, yeah, fantastic yeah. place. I mean, love the owner. It's local. Wonderful. Just wonderful. in case you're listening. By yeah. The way. Well, if you can figure it out. But um, <laughs> anyways, I'm just saying, that's the reason I go. Yeah. I don't like talking on the phone. Yeah. The amount of times that I have not gotten things done because I have to pick up the phone and call somebody. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, we won't get into all that. <laughs> Anyways, um, so the trends that we're really seeing is that customer service is moving to social media platforms. Um, people are expecting that they can get their issues resolved on a social media platform, which was I mean, a couple years ago, you would not think of being able to do that. Um, But it's really important that you be able to set up and have someone on your Instagram account that can respond to those DMs. They're not just sitting there waiting, you know. Um, It's really important. They expect that you will respond within 24 hours. Oh, yeah. Easily, if not sooner. Yeah. So set up your messenger bot. It's not as scary as it seems. True. Okay, so one thing that's kind of been a buzz is about Instagram taking away likes. Likes. So um, I think it was, I actually listened to Gary Vee. He was talking about, he was, you did. I know, yeah, so proud. I finished his book. I, I watched ah, his video, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, he was talking about how excited he was just mm. because he was like, people are so insecure. They need their likes. And he's like, no, they don't. Um, and this is a great way to push authentic content. Yeah. And which I think is the purpose behind why they're doing this mm. um, is to have, you know, that push for really just engaging content. And we watch it be, not for a like, count or anything like that. Um, There are concerns that people are saying that it was for Instagram is just trying to get money from brands to purchase advertising um, and it can affect influencers. So thoughts, Brian, on Instagram removing likes. So it's interesting. I have not heard about the influencer space advertising. Because how can they track uh, if you can't see any of the uh, likes, right? That is true. I mean, as a business profile, you'll be able to obviously show your analytics. Sure, uh, sure. 
might be more than just having a, a public like count. But yeah. um, no, I think it's going to definitely move more into the comment space. Yeah. Um, and it should. I mean, that's where you should live is in the comments. So um, I think that's a big deal. So yeah, I don't really have an opinion on this too much. Um, <laughs> I think it's good. I think they already did it in Canada. Yeah. Um, and so it is one of those that uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be beneficial for everybody. So. Right. I think for me, for brands particularly, you can sometimes get too attached to your like count yeah. where it becomes this vanity metric that, oh, I, I need all the likes and everything. And what you really should be focusing on the content that you're producing and are you engaging with your customers? Um, who flipping cares if you have the, the like if you're yeah. not, if they're never engaged with you anyways. Um, so that's kind of where I'm encouraged that we can just drop that all together. Uh, yeah. Um, and just focus on the content. Yeah. And how, how often are you just scrolling through your Instagram, double tapping, double tapping, double tapping, double tapping? All the time. Are you? No. no she's not. <laughs> I do, though. Because it's just easy. They've made it easy to engage, but it's not a true interaction. So There you go. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So this last one I think is really interesting, and Brian and I were actually discussing this earlier. Um, we have been talking about how content needs to be authentic. People, that's what they want. Um, and so I think what we're seeing is that it's a big push for businesses to be able to show their authenticness, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so I found this really interesting quote um, about businesses. and I've lost it, but I'm going to find it. Um, here it is. It said that 75% of people say they trust their employers to do what's right more than the government, media, or business in general. And so what a lot of the push was is that employers are looking to stay with companies that have genuine purpose and are making a difference within their communities and that have CEOs that are actively um, speaking into like their social media accounts and showing their value and their purpose. Um, And so I think this is really interesting. So thinking about that, how can brands apply that within 2020? Um, I think you're starting to see it that it's not as crazy or as, you know, career um, ending when CEOs get in front of a camera or post something. And I LinkedIn has kind of helped with that, too. It's like they want to hear from you as the business owner or the Mm -hmm. CEO of a company. Um, And so, I I mean, it just pushes more authenticity and that buzzword that Mm -hmm. we all love. but it is in the fact, I mean, I would I enjoy hearing from CEOs of companies, but there is a downfall because I base a lot of my opinions about that company on that CEO. Yes. So yes. if they're too pushy, they're too outrageous or whatever, they your company will be judged based on you and mm-hmm. what you put out there. But it kind of should to a degree because yeah. if you're running it, it's all on you anyway. So you're affecting the culture in the in the company. You can kind of get a glimpse into what that looks like as well, mm-hmm. which is a big deal too. So um, I think it's a great thing. I think it's just moving our society and culture more into that. You know, I don't want to use it slightly, but like a Me Too movement where it's like things are not hidden anymore. Right. Like things Absolutely. are very out in the open and right. they should be. So um and we should be held accountable, especially as CEOs and as mm-hmm. you know, there's there's no trust right now. Um, with with especially with the government and and just all the mishandling, so you can really stick out as a company that people will get behind because of your voice. Absolutely. As a CEO, so, um, and we're starting to even kind of work with people on that too, like seeing that as the CEOs are wanting to kind of come forward. This is who I am. It's not just my marketing director, but this right. is our values and visions for our company, and we want to work with people who hold those same same core values. 
Yeah. And I think the most important part is with that is that if you are um, regularly posting about these are our core values, you need to do it because people right now are calling those businesses out and they're leaving them very quickly mm-hmm. if they are not doing what they say. Yeah. Um, and obviously that goes along with being authentic and everything and that you actually do what you say. Um, but it's important that you're also speaking up and, you know, these reports are showing that the people who are doing successfully are eloquently talking also about societal issues and challenges within their community. And that can be a hard place to be as a business when you stand up for what you're actually believing in because you're always are going to get negative feedback regardless of what it is. Yeah, um, but depending on your brand, that could be really important and it can really help those communities really stand behind you as a brand because you care about them as a, as a community. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be good. They're, again, you just kind of have to watch. Yeah. That you're posting on there. And I think that's the most important part of all the things that we've chatted about is that, you know, make it a part of your regular, maybe quarterly routine is to look into some of those analytics that are coming your way mm-hmm. um, to see what platforms are on the rise. You know, like TikTok was, you know, nothing a couple of years ago and now it is something. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's something to think about um, as you're looking through of just what, what is part of my routine to research and understand these um, so that my brand can be seen by the customers that want to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah, it is. Awesome. All right. So if you guys do have any questions, make sure to reach out to us. We are on Instagram. We will reply to your DMs. Absolutely. And um, also Facebook. All the things. Uh, we are there at Go Rogue X. Um, so do you have any final thoughts, Lauren? Hey, just always be reading and researching. Yeah. Reading and researching, staying on top of the trends, and also subscribe to the Go Rogue podcast, podcast because we try to take that work out for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, But thank you guys so much for listening and we will uh, see you in 2020. Yes. Yes. Excited. Very excited. We'll see you later. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. You ready for this? Here we go. All right, rapid fire questions for 2019. We've got five here. Mm. Favorite movie of 2019? Five questions? Yep. Good grief. Special rapid fire. Okay. Oh, it is. The end of the year. Okay, it's the end of the year. Rapid fire. (laughs) Favorite what? Movie of 2019. Joker. I knew you were going to say that. It's so good. I literally sat and watched the trailer again the other day. Uh, Twice. I just love love everything about it. Okay, I struggled with this one because... I have a hard time remembering which movies came out in 2019. It's been a while. I have to say Avengers Endgame was really, really fun. Yeah, it was. Um, I also really enjoyed Knives Out. Oh, yeah, which you recently saw. Which I did. So it helps. It's fresh in the mind. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. What was your favorite fast food stop or restaurant of 2019? Not of all time. 2019. Uh, uh, Probably Chick-fil-A. We just eat it all the time. Yeah. And I'm, I legit have like cravings for it. Yeah. And I hate that. I hate that so much. You hate that you have cravings? For I it? hate it. I don't want to eat fast food, but it's like, yeah. oh, it's there. And the chicken. If anybody watches So I Married an Axe Murderer, have you ever seen that movie? It what? was Mike Myers' first movie. No. So funny. So there's a part. This is totally off topic. There's a part in there where the the dad is Scottish. Okay. And he's like very Scottish and played by Mike Myers. Okay. Uh, and so he goes through this whole thing where he's like the KFC. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't you like KFC? He's like, oh, I like KFC. But the colonel puts crack in his chicken or something sprinkled over it. He has this. It's so funny. But that's how I feel about Chick-fil-A. It's oh like gosh. there's something in their freaking chicken. It is good. That just makes you crave it. 
gosh. That's a terrible Scottish accent. That is hilarious. <laughs> anyway, you go. Uh, probably tacos for life. Oh, dang it. Yeah. yeah I do love I, some tacos. I visit there a lot and it's really good and their queso is really good. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So good. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, you should check out a previous episode with the founder of, or co founder, I guess, of Tacos for Life. Yeah. Tacos uh, for Life. Samuel. Austin Samuelson. Austin Samuelson. <laughs> My goodness. That whole statement was awesome just. Awesome story. You should Austin definitely story. check it out. He's a really cool dude. So good. So good. Great guy. All right. Okay. Favorite gift of 2019. Well. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. It is a pretty so, good gift. Um, as I said before, my fellow coffee mug with Onyx branding on it. Yeah. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that is And also, good. I got this awesome Peter McKinnon hat, too. So, that's pretty good. I was trying to think back. Like, my jacket I got for my birthday. That was pretty good. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. starting to think of anything I've uh, You <laughs> I mean, put these like, questions down. I, <laughs> I didn't even look at these questions. I know. I know. Uh, I have to say, one of mine is a cardigan I got. It's purple, and okay. I love it. Okay. It's really soft and cozy. Yeah. I do like it. That's not very exciting. <laughs> as, as good as your cup. It is not exciting. All right. Favorite TV show of 2019? Bring the heat, Lauren. You go. Ooh. Um, it's going to be a toss up. Uh, I would say either Stranger Things. I was okay. really excited for Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, I was also really excited for Jack Ryan. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. <sighs> so I have my go tos. Right. That's right. not, they don't count. Okay. <laughs> something so new. So if it was something new. Yeah. Oh, man. I love Burn Notice. I love The Office. I love. <laughs> I love all those shows. So funny. Parks and Rec. Um, I mean, I was legit excited for the last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I yeah. really was. And it just it was kind of like just kill this dying thing. Yeah. It just needed to end. So I was a little but I was excited about it. Like it was Sure. It was okay. It was okay. <laughs> Up until the end. Like it was pretty good. I actually, you know, it was all right. Okay. So <laughs> all right. Uh last one. Favorite trip of 2019. Good grief. I went to a lot of freaking places. In well, which one was your favorite? <laughs> Holy moly. Uh, yeah. So let's see. I would I would probably have to say my NAM trip with Jason Miller, Red okay. Barn Studio. It was actually a lot of fun. We uh yeah, we just had a lot of so it was an Anaheim conference, audio conference, uh, musical conference, massive conference. Uh but we we stayed we Airbnb'd the RV. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. We got to uh, hang out on the beach for one night. I mean, it was like a quick trip, but it was fun hanging out with that dude, catching up, and yeah. you know, seeing some cool audio stuff. And then we got invited. He's a part of this group. I want to go into detail really quick. We uh, he had this uh, like group he's a part of for like audio engineers. So I got to meet the guys that produced like Switchfoot's albums that nice. like, actually did the tracking for them, um, the mastering and and the mixing, and those guys. And then like Foo Fighters and Aerosmith and uh, Bust of rhymes and like i meant they was all all of these guys were like in one place wow and one's name was Jacques. Jacques. he was really cool um because <laughs> you like to say his name i do yeah, okay that's cool <laughs> uh, but anyway i mean just it was just super super awesome to see like these were like normal dudes mm -hmm. and you know like again one produced one of my favorite albums which was switchfoot's um dare to be human no human i can't remember the name of the album it's one of my favorites there's so many good songs on it that's awesome. New way to be human. My good grief. That's sad. Anyway. 
What about you, Lauren? That was a good trip. That was a long explanation. (laughs) I'm so sorry. If you're still around, thank you so much for still listening. Um, Mine was when my husband and I went to Exotic Tulsa. Just <laughs> now, I feel bad about my trip. No, 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 I'm no. Glad I answered first, though. I, I've gone to. I mean, I went to Denver recently, but oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. um, no, it was really fun because we went camping. We took a, a tiny little camper and we camped outside Tulsa, which is you know nothing really to you no. know write home about. People go from Tulsa to here to camp. Right. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but it was actually because we have young children, we got to have a weekend away and it was really nice. Mm. And we actually spent a lot of time at the campgrounds, like in the camper, just like watching Big Bang Theory and just chilling out. It was just like really, really relaxing. And I like, I think about it a lot. Like, mm. wasn't it nice in Tulsa? <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to Tulsa. Uh, we also found a really cool um, board game cafe. My husband and I collect board games and uh, yeah, you, yeah. there were hundreds of board games. And it was That's like, you had a brewery so right there cool. and you just drank beer and played board games and it was super fun. That's awesome. I want to go there now. Yeah, awesome. you should. Huh. All right. Cool. Well, hey, thanks. That yeah. was good. All right, we're out. Swiss and uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.